longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Wherever the art of medicine is loved, there is also a love of humanity. And this is from uh, Hippocrates. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia, and today's theme is the gift of medicine. Express Yourself is produced by Style Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Disaster Relief as well. And we need your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And you can even donate through PayPal giving funds uh, with no additional fees. So to start off today on the gift of medicine, I thought I'd just give my two cents worth on the gift of medicine for your body and your mind. And so we have, of course, that lovely quote that we opened the segment with. And actually, that is, of course, from Hippocrates. And he is maybe not the founder of modern medicine, but he was definitely a great figure in establishing the practice of medicine. And doctors and uh, other practitioners today have to recite the Hippocratic Oath uh, in order to practice medicine. And that is an oath stating that they will not harm their patients in any way through their practices, and they will seek only to help through their medicine. And so I thought that tied in perfectly with our theme today, of course, the gift of medicine, because doctors and other practitioners um, are really trying to give you the gift of medicine. They're under earth oath to not harm you and to only help you and push you to be the best physically and mentally, uh, to be the best that you can be. And so uh, I personally am, I'm a senior in high school, so obviously I, I'm not a doctor and I can't go into depth um, over what specific medicines you need to know for what ailments or anything like that. But I have had some experience with uh, useful medicine of the mind for the body and vice versa. And so I thought maybe I'd start off with some new physical medicinal innovations uh, that are kind of arising in today's world. Uh, if you look on the news nowadays, uh, we have a lot of different cures that are coming up, even amongst uh, news of today's political climate. And we all need kind of a cure for the political climate, or uh, at least our tolerance of it. And that may come in articles when we look on the news about medicine and about new medicinal innovations. We see that scientists are discovering new, discovering new cures for cancers, especially. Uh, and there's a prediction that humankind may be able to cure all cancers uh, or most forms of cancers, no matter how rare or how widespread, uh, by around 2050. And within, you know, as we're surrounded by all of this negative stuff in current events and uh, in today's world, that at least is a bit of a, you know, a little reassuring factoid that strengthens our belief in humankind per se, and maybe even reestablishes it. So I thought with our theme today, I might share that little factoid there that we may cure all cancers by 2050. And, you know, that's certainly 
right now in 2017, that does seem like a bit of a, at least to me, it seems like a bit of a reach, you know, to have cured cancer by 2050. But I think human uh, genius is great enough that we can probably do it if we put all our effort into finding cures for the diseases that are afflicting us today. And kind of in that vein, in terms of physical medicinal innovations, um, I'd like to just talk a little bit more about cures for different diseases that we may be able to glean from rainforest plants. So a lot of different plants, um, broadleaf evergreen species in the tropical rainforest are known to have certain chemicals within them and certain structures that allow for or that are possible cures to different diseases that are afflicting are afflicting individuals within our society and within within our species today, um, and we may be able to find a myriad, an absolutely huge variety of cures uh, within plants from the rainforest. If we only study them for a, a period of time, we can glean a lot of commercially commercially valuable and medicinally valuable uh, chemicals and uh, structures, different substances from rainforest plants. And there's a lot of studies already in development uh, that are working to discover uh, useful substances or useful chemicals within rainforest plants that may benefit us. And there's a lot of plans for future studies. But the thing about cures from rainforest plants and starting to find new medicinal treatments that are within these plants is that the rainforest is rapidly dwindling or it's, uh, it's being destroyed by, by a lot of human uh, activity, by a lot of destructive human activity. There's logging, you know, we, and we burn a lot of the rainforest in order to try and get at what we think is quality quality farmland because you see all these plants in the rainforest and the rainforest is the most biologically diverse um, area in the world and so you think that we'll have you know that the topsoil within the rainforest is very very rich but in reality the richness is all within the forest itself and the topsoil is actually very very nutrition poor and so we, by trying to burn down the rainforest to get at this farmland, are actually cutting down on biodiversity and we're destroying what may be very, very useful, even key to our medicinal uh, discovery and innovation. And so there's definitely that aspect of this new uh, exploration in rainforest plants for medicinal um, innovation and we need to keep in mind that the rainforest is very very uh, it's a very very powerful tool uh, in terms of medicinal advancement and as we discussed the gift of medicine we need to also make sure that we understand medicine comes from nature as well and we need to preserve nature in order to gain access to medicine and one more factoid before we head out for this segment that I thought I'd just place out there is a little more individualistic and a little more um, personal. Uh, I'd like to talk about the placebo effect. And although it does, the placebo effect does sound sort of like a, like a farce, um, you can, a lot of the times, what happens within our psychology is that when we smile more and when we make facial movements that are more positive, that connote happiness, we actually start to feel happier and um, that helps our immune systems and helps us recover and our mental state is very, very important to our recovery uh, physically. And so make sure audience keep in mind that laughter is the best medicine and then also being happy is a very strong form of mental medicine that can boost your physical state as well as your initial med um, mental state. And I think that being positive and staying positive is a very, very strong medicine, especially within today's political climate. And it'll help you physically and it'll help you mentally. With that, it is time to say farewell. Thank you guys so much for this segment, for hearing me out. 
make sure you go to www.bethestarur.org in order to check out uh, Be The Star You Are and check out Express Yourself. Be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. Again, for more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Also, our producer and mentor and founder, Cynthia Bryan, has come out with her newest book, which is titled Growing with the Goddess Gardener, and it's now available with 25% of proceeds benefiting Be the Star You Are and this broadcast. It's available right now at www.cynthiabryan.com slash online hyphen store. Again, head on over to our website at bethestarur.org during the break. I'm Brigitte Gia, and keep listening to our lively conversation on the gift of medicine. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Brigitte Gia, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today, we're continuing our exciting discussion on the gift of medicine. We're joined on the show by star guest, author, and psychic medium, Anisha Marcel Kiel. Anisha is the award-winning author of Discovering the Medium Within, Techniques and Stories from a Professional Psychic Medium, and as well as uh, Discovering the Healer Within, Use Chakras and Intuition to Clear negative and release, Negativity and Relief Pain. And she is the founder of the Soul-Centered Healing Method, a system of healing that incorporates divine energy. The healing method identifies and clears the root causes and energetic imprints of illnesses, disease, trauma, and repetitive life patterns. Anisha created Soul Centered Healing LLC, a spiritual healing center in Toms River, New Jersey, through which she provides healing sessions, classes, lectures, and events. She holds an MFA in creative writing and enjoys sharing information and exercises via her blog for people interested in learning more about mediumship, development, and healing. With that, let's welcome Anisha to the show. Hi, Anisha. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Brigitte. I really appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Thank you for being here, and I'm excited to be able to speak to you today. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and dive into some questions about what you do and your work. Um, I, I, you know, I first wanted to know um, the the bit about divine energy in your work uh, caught my eye. And so, what exactly is divine energy, and how does the soul centered healing method incorporate it? Sure. Um, well, there's universal divine energy that's all around us. Um, we can heal ourselves by just using our hand chakras, placing our hands on our own bodies. If we're not attuned to an alternative modality of healing, we're using the energy that is already stored in our energetic field. So if we put our hands on ourselves or other people, we're using our own energy. When we're attuned to an alternative modality of healing, we open our crown chakra and we are opening basically ourselves to all the divine energy that's available, which is unlimited. And at that point, when you're healing yourself or using your hands to heal someone else, you're never running out of the energy. You're not becoming physically depleted. And it's always there in an abundant source for you. Mm -hmm. The soul-centered healing method um, is a method that goes a little bit deeper than some other modalities of healing. 
um, it helps people identify the root cause. So when people mm-hmm. come to me, I care less about what they're manifesting and more about why that illness is manifesting within them. What are they not acknowledging that they need to take a look at and release from their energy? And so is it is it always best to, you know, open up and work with an external source of energy or is it, you know, I, I know that sometimes um, people say in like, you know, uh, media that you want to recharge or, you know, you're staying in tonight and recharging. Is that should you sometimes work with your internal energy or should you always be more open about your energy? I think it depends on what really your goals are when you're doing the energetic work. You do need to recharge yourself and you do need to center yourself and ground yourself. That's something you can do with your own hand chakras and balance your own energetic field. But if you're trying to heal something that you've manifested or you're trying to help someone else, maybe in your family, you might have a a sick family member and you're putting your hands on them and trying to make them feel better. That's when you want to use the external source of energy so you don't get depleted. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I see. So it's all about balance, right? Balance, right. Uh, alignment. Like mm-hmm. Definitely. I think. I think. Um, I was speaking earlier about the uh, the political climate uh, today, and I think maybe balance is really what the world needs at this point. We all need to look at ourselves and where our energy is coming from, and kind of do exactly that. Heal ourselves, because maybe that's. So maybe that is, I think, an issue uh, with uh, what is going on today and uh, some of the hatred that we're experiencing within the political climate. Um, And so, you know, going off of that, um, I wanted to ask as well about, um, I know, in Five Signs That Your Energy Needs Aligning, um, which was an article that you originally published in the Llewellyn Journal, um, you write about the... Oh, sorry... Uh, you write about the importance of uh, unifying all the layers of the aura. And I just wanted to know, um, what are the different layers of one's aura and why do they need to be unified in order for us to live at our best? Sure. Well, there are two things when we're healing ourselves. We're taking a look at a couple of things. We're scanning the chakras to see what we're storing internally in the energetic field in the body. And then the layers of the aura. So we have energetic layers. There's the physical layer, which is the layer closest to the body. There is the um, emotional layer, which is after the physical layer. That's where we store our emotions, our emotional responses to things. The mental layer, which stores our thought forms, our beliefs about things. And then the spiritual layer, which is, you know, our, our spiritual selves. So we also have to align those four layers with our, our um, chakra system because they're working in tangent together. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes, that's... That- Kind of, that really works with the way humans work. That definitely describes it very well, is that we have all of these different R layers. Thank you for your explanation. That clears up uh, some questions I had. Um, and, you know, I... It's a bit similar, maybe, uh, of course, I'm speaking from a surface level perspective, but maybe to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, do you think? So sort of those layers where you have um, you have the physiological, um, physical layer at the bottom, and then you increasingly, uh, as you build upward on this pyramid of needs, this hierarchy of needs, you get to, you know, belonging and self-esteem and um, the different layers of who, what a person is. And that's definitely, um, I really do like that description that you gave. It's, it's very clarifying. And so, you know, yeah, it's definitely, I, I read through the article as well, and it's pretty brilliant, and it kind of helped me um, work with some of the stuff that I'm dealing with as a high school senior, and <laughs> try to um, help me calm myself down as well. And so, nowadays, um, Anisha, people place emphasis on physical health more than anything, and you mentioned that, you know, body layer is kind of the layer that's closest to your physical self. And so how important do you think is the health of your psyche in comparison to your physical health? Well, we can manifest illness in the physical body, but we can also manifest illness in the emotional layer of the aura and also the mental layer of the aura. So I think that they are all just as equally as important because they're working together constantly and we can manifest illness in any one of those layers. Definitely. Oh, there we go. Oh, there's the uh, the balance idea. 
um, I guess, right? Like where you have the body and the mind um, as two equal entities. Um, right. That that definitely, um, I definitely agree with you there. That makes a lot of sense um, that you should place both at the same level. Because uh, I was thinking um, maybe one would be above the other somehow. Um, but now thinking back on it and working with your definition there, I really, it definitely makes sense that the two are equal because you have to have both to function. Um, and so, um, Anisha, you mentioned um, locating the, the, maybe the root cause of a negative affliction um, that might be causing trauma or, you know, a repetitive lifestyle. And sometimes we have difficulty, you know, locating the unhealthiness within ourselves. And um, how, how does the soul-centered healing method really pinpoint the root of a negative affliction? Um, well, be- because I'm a psychic uh, medium, I use my abilities in my healing sessions where I scan people's energy to see what they're storing in there. So if it's something that has happened to someone, perhaps a memory of a traumatic event, I will see it like a video stored in their energy. If it's things that they've said to themselves or things that they've heard from other people, I will hear that and I will just say exactly what I hear. Mm -hmm. So I can see whatever is being stored and basically help them identify what they're storing they're, they're aware of the things that have happened, but they don't know how the things that, I, that they are storing are manifesting and affecting them. Mm. Wow, that is definitely, that is a very, you know, an extremely useful skill to be able to have to help people. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm definitely, that is pretty astounding. That is, um, to think that you're able to pinpoint exactly what they said as well, I think is pretty, it's definitely a big source of aid for people who really need that um and you know have you had this skill all your life or you know did you develop it uh during a certain point in your life i was born able to see and communicate and feel spirits so i from the time i was about the age of a toddler uh, my parents had told me but i was raised in a very catholic family so they really didn't understand my abilities so that was a challenge for me and it wasn't until my son was born uh, my son brayden who's now 15 he has the same abilities as me and once i realized my son had the same abilities that's when i started embracing my abilities and accepting them and i have a nine-year-old daughter briella that also has the same abilities Mm -hmm. oh wow that's um yeah, that's that's definitely. First of all, that is that is pretty rough. Then you know when you grow up, and I guess you you see these things, and your family maybe is you know from a different environment, or they raise you in a different environment, and it must be very difficult to reconcile the two. Um, but I'm I'm absolutely glad that uh, your son helped you find uh, who you are and helped you help all of these people. And you know, yes. before we um, definitely, and before we head out for this particular segment, I want to know, you know, centering back on your book uh, or your multiple books, um, what inspired you to take your your profession and um, take your skill set and write these works for people? Well, I basically found with my clients that a lot of people grew up in similar ways where they had abilities um, and they couldn't really develop them. So the first book I wrote specifically about being a medium and growing up that way. And then the latter part of the book is um, in discovering the medium within. The latter part of the book has a mediumship method section, which explains how to develop your own psychic abilities. And if you would like to communicate with your loved ones in spirit, there's exercises for that as well. The second book um, is more about what I learned in dealing with my clients and how we store energy and how the energetic field is basically like a big recording device and mm-hmm. captures things that we need to release. Um, and I basically put that book together again to help people understand how to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I, it's great that you're able to bring again, all your experience from the field and then put it into these books and tell people how to help themselves. Well, you know, Anisha, thank you so much for this segment. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for this particular portion, but we will be continuing our fabulous conversation uh, within the next segment.
Audience, make sure to check out Anisha and her work during the break at www.anishakiel.com. And that's spelled A-N-Y-S-I-A-K-I-E-L. Make sure you visit her YouTube channel at well at youtube.com slash user slash soul-centered-healing. Visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. And please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun, informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. I'm Brigitte Gia, and we'll be continuing our conversation with Anisha in the next segment, so stay tuned for more on The Gift of Medicine. Show the world your smile Be the star you are If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing our fascinating conversation on our theme, the gift of medicine. And we're back on the show with fabulous guest, Anisha Marcel Kiel. Uh, Anisha is a long life, uh, lifelong healing medium who has been able to communicate with spirits since she was a very young child. And in addition to founding the Soul-Centered Healing Method, a system of healing that incorporates divine energy, she is the award-winning author of Discovering the Medium Within, Techniques and Stories from a Professional Psychic Medium, which received a 2013 USA Best Book Award, 2013 Living Now Gold Medal Book Award, 2014 New England Book Festival Award, and a 2015 Indie Spiritual Book Award. She is also the author of Discovering the Healer Within, Use Chakras and Intuitions to Clear negative Negativity and Release Pain. And this is um, this was released by Llewellyn Publications on August 9th, 2017. With that, let's welcome Anisha back onto the show. Hi, Anisha. Hi. Hi, glad to have you back and to continue our conversation from the last segment. Uh, and so with that, I'll go ahead and jump right in. Uh, we were discussing, you know, different uh, ways of helping people heal. And uh, you talked a little bit about um, how your own abilities uh, help pinpoint uh, solutions for others who are going through traumatic experiences or are perhaps on a negative life cycle. And I know that your books uh, allow individuals, uh, laymen, so to say, um, to do sort of a similar thing and really heal themselves and uh, find themselves after having been struck by an affliction or a traumatic life event. And, you know, I wanted to know, um, Anisha, you've been working professionally in this field as well as having written your books and uh, having pioneered this new method of healing. Do you have any personal experiences with certain individuals in which they used your method uh, in order to heal themselves effectively? Sure. Uh, the Actually, the second book, Discovering the Healer Within, that just came out in August, is mm-hmm. filled with examples of that. Um, there are several chapters of examples of client and family experiences where people have helped themselves heal. And then at the end of each chapter, there's an exercise that readers can do on their own to incorporate some of those methods in their own lifestyle. 
Uh, they're very basic healing techniques. You don't have to be super advanced psychically to be able to do them. All you need is your, uh, your mind so that you can uh, sort of go within and your hand chakras, which you all have, everybody has it in the center of their palms. Um, but one of the examples is um, chapter two in the book, Clearing Acute Illness, was when my youngest brother, Kyle, uh, manifested t- testicular cancer, an intermediate level of uh, testicular cancer at age 26. And that was a very Goodness. challenging ex- very challenging experience because mm-hmm. he was very healthy before that. And um, through working with him, we did get to the root cause of the illness. And, and in that chapter, um, we talked a lot about it. He basically had a huge resentment of his own self because all of his older siblings, which myself included, there's three of us that are older than him, um, were like 12 and 15 years older than him. And everybody had advanced degrees. They all had master's degrees. They were very successful. And he was a bartender. And he didn't finish college. So he was always comparing himself to everyone else, kind of keeping it to himself, but comparing himself and really down on himself and really just not loving himself. And he manifested this condition and it really made him fight for his life and learn Mm -hmm. to really value his life. So today he is seven years cancer free. And my brother was on my book tour with me. He came to about three of the book events. And talked about that experience of how he healed himself. I just brought the issues to the surface. He's the one that had to work on loving himself and accepting himself and Mm. doing all of the follow-up work. But he chose to do the work, and that's why he's healthy today. Yes. Uh, You know, I'm sorry for your brother's traumatic experience and this affliction. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear that he used your method and was really able to pinpoint this huge burden on himself and clear it up and heal himself and seven years cancer free that's absolutely wonderful uh that is a brilliant example of your work um and thank you for sharing it with us sure Mm -hmm. um and you know uh i also wanted to know um since we we've also discussed uh, the the center that you have in New Jersey, uh, where you personally as well talk to um, clients and different individuals who have afflictions, who are also struck by perhaps a traumatic life event, and um, do you have examples of maybe or how you will uh, start off working or how you'll uh, set a process in motion of healing when someone comes in maybe to your office or to the center for assistance? Sure. Before we even go into the room to do the work, we sit in the reception area and I always tell every client, you know, we talk for about five, five to 10 minutes and I tell them it's kind of like they're coming to me with this invisible book of everything that's happened to them. And that invisible book is their energetic field. And together we're opening the pages of the book And we're scanning and reading what's there. We're taking out the pages that they no longer need, experiences that they've overcome, experiences that they've learned from. We're leaving the pages they're still reading. And we're bringing in some new pages, which is new energy, to balance what we have taken out. So at the end of the session, um, the client is shifted to a higher level because they're releasing all the energy and imprints of things that were holding them back. We're also leaving the door open for anyone in spirit to present themselves that's connected to them, that's part of their healing, whatever that may be. It could be a loved one that that died suddenly, so there's something unresolved. It could be someone that um, caused them some kind of issue that they didn't forgive yet. It just Every experience is different. So they continue to heal through that method as well. And then at the end of the session, I ground them and center them, but they're at a very different um frequency at the end of the session they're shifted to a higher vibration and that's the goal to, sh- to shift them and align them with the soul path yes to to move them up <laughs> move them up one exactly. step in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know i i love that analogy the the book analogy um that is it's it's a really uh, uh enlightening way to think about it uh, to think about your uh your life and your existence uh, as as a book and you can right as you said, yeah, you can remove the pages that you don't need and add new ones. Um, I think that's pretty brilliant. Um, and I, I also wanted to know, um, 
you mentioned definitely that this method is really effective in terms of finding, pinpointing the issues behind large negativities, you know, uh, very big afflictions, and it helps people heal after that. Uh, does it also work for, you know, smaller everyday stressors? Um, can, should we... Should we be taking a moment every day to maybe pull those smaller, smaller incidences out and healing them as well? Yeah, and I think it's more about just becoming aware of what those things are rooted in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't have to have manifested cancer before you take a look at what's going on in your life. Sometimes people find themselves feeling anxious or slightly depressed. Those are issues that you're manifesting in the emotional layer of your aura. You need to sit with yourself and say, what is this about? What am I not acknowledging that I need to take a look at? It's all about kind of disconnecting from all the chaos that's keeping us earthbound and going within and connecting with our souls and taking a look at what we're ignoring. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think I think taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, as you said, uh, is probably very important and I gotta do that with some of my everyday stressors I've got uh, for sure college is a, a big one for me and sure. I forget sometimes yeah I forget sometimes to breathe and just calm down and find those little stressors take out those pages that I don't need uh, within my book um, and jumping back on to um, personal sessions that you've had with individuals who are maybe afflicted or who need healing um, have people ever um, shared with you their experience maybe um, after after their session after they've dealt with uh, everything and uh, what does that feel like for you yeah, I sometimes get emails for pe- from people or they will um, follow up with me. Sometimes I'll write into them. I actually had something really amazing happen with a person uh, with post-traumatic stress from, uh, from a military situation. He had come out of the military and he had been in there for several years in the Army and infantry. And he was suffering pr- from post-traumatic stress disorder and he could not hold a job because of it. Um, but when I worked on him... What I found was that it was not so much the things that he had seen in combat, but more the way his brain was programmed in his initial training, his tactical training. Um, You know, the military training, it involves sort of desensitizing to emotions and um, command response. So you receive a command and then you respond. There's not much room for interpretation. But when he came out of the military, his mind was not reprogrammed to, to acclimate back to civilian life. So some of what we were doing was kind of shifting his brain patterning a little bit. Um, and I, I hadn't seen him, but I actually ran into his sister who brought him for the session. And she said he's doing fantastic. And he's not having those self-defeating thoughts and the really de- depressing um, thoughts. So that's something that I think if we take a look at, we may be able to help a lot of people by um, doing this kind of healing work. Definitely. And that's that's really inspiring that you're a part of his change and that you were able to guide him uh, towards healing and acclimating back into everyday life after having gone through this. Yeah, this horrible thing. Um, And that's again, that's absolutely brilliant. It's really inspirational. And, you know, before we go, um, I I just wanted to know, Anisha, if there's uh, any important thing that you'd like to share with the listeners uh, as maybe a takeaway message? Sure. I think if there's one thing I want anyone to um, take away from this interview and even from reading the book, it's that you do have the ability to heal yourself. You just need to go within and take a look at what's in the way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's that's absolutely um really accurate and definitely agree with you uh listeners make sure to do that make sure to look at yourself and um you know evaluate what the negative stressors are in your life and heal yourself um i didn't i didn't know coming into this interview if there was a way for individuals to really heal themselves and i think after speaking with you about this i'm I'm pretty darn sure <laughs> that um, people can really 
take themselves and evaluate what's happening in their lives and solve them and heal uh, heal themselves. Well, thank you so much, Anisha, for this wonderful conversation. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant to speak with you and learn more about your work and what you do with others. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Audience, during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at bethestarur.org. More information is under events at btsya.org. And remember, guys, BTSYA has set up donations for hurricane and fire disaster relief at btsya.org. So please visit and donate to those in need. Be sure to learn more about Anisha and her work during the break at www.anishakiel.com. And this is spelled A-N-Y-S-I-A-K-I-E-L. Uh, make sure you also visit her YouTube channel in order to um, learn more about her message at youtube.com slash users slash soul-centered-healing. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. I'm Brigitte Gia, and when we come back, we'll be continuing our inspiring conversation on the gift of medicine. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigidia, and our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about the gift of medicine. And so for this last segment, we've got reporter and uh, Be The Star You Are event coordinator Chelsea Pelchett with us, bringing us back um, with another segment of her her uh, continued segment, Past Present. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and come in with Chelsea. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. How about you? Good, thank you. We're excited to hear from you today. Yeah, I'm so glad to be back with yet another addition to my segment, Past Present, where we link each topic to our history. Uh, So for this week's theme, The Gift of Medicine, I'll humor you with some tales of its evolution. So back during the the European Middle Ages, they often thought of healing diseases in the form of balancing the four humors in your body. Galen's theory of humor stated that in each person, there's four fluids that must stay balanced. There's black bile, yellow bile, phlegm, and blood. And in order to preserve your your health and well-being, they had to be in check. Uh, So, for instance, too much phlegm in your body causes lung problems. Methods such as bloodletting, the use of leeches, and... Even just the good old-fashioned throwing up were used to keep the four fluids in check. Uh, For instance, um, one particularly notable um, way of curing diseases was involved cutting a hole, like 2.5 to 5 centimeters in diameter, in the skull of the patient or rather seemingly the victim. Um, This was thought to have been necessary to help the sickness escape the body and restore the body's well-being. However, the reality was these methods uh, really led to nowhere, and instead they often backfired to make the disease worse. On the flip side, they they also used spiritual therapeutics, such as prayers, attending the Mass, and music to soothe a quickened pulse or troubled mind. 
religion and magic played a large part in these rituals, as doctors believed in the power of a charm to fix any illness. Flash forward to the 19th century, and that's when we really witnessed a shift in the way people viewed disease. Transmission came to be understood as airborne and contact-related. They realized that um, contracting the diseases was because of contaminated water or contaminated food or inhaling um, the contaminated air. People no longer contract diseases because of an imbalance of humors, but rather because of a lack of, a lack of cleanliness. Now, if you remember from earlier segments, we talked about the booming of the Industrial Revolution during that time, which meant that more and more people coming to live were coming to live and work in the cities. And as more and more people came, the housing became more cramped. And as a result of the fact that they were basically living so close to each other in these dirty and unorganized urban cities, they were working 12 hours a day in really um, stuffy factories. They were right next to each other. You know, you were basically living on top of other people. And so that's when people began to realize, you know, they began to associate outbreaks of TB um, with all, their, all of those conditions. And as opposed to um, the previous notion that bad air caused diseases, that became the new accepted idea. It was during that century that medicine essentially began to morph. New developments in science fields largely contributed to this revolution as the previous trial and error method was replaced. It was then that they finally found a way to subdue the pain during surgery, successfully using an anesthetic to pacify the patient. Um, another significant development of the 19th century was the bacterial revolution. Now, the miasmatic theory of disease, as we previously discussed, discussed uh, stated that people contracted disease when they inhaled the bad odors of decay and putrefying excrement. Now, Louis Pasteur uh, developed the germ theory of disease and concluded that specific diseases were caused by specific living organisms by 1870. The work of Pasteur and others had demonstrated the general connection between germs and disease. German country doctor Robert Koch later developed fear cultures of harmful bacteria and described their life cycle. He essentially isolated, he was able to isolate each strain of bacteria, well, not all, but, you know, the most important strains, and that was really when it began to revolutionized. I mean, you can see where this is going here. All these discoveries, they're all leading to the creation of remedies that can specifically target diseases caused by specific bacteria. The invention of vaccines combined these discoveries. So additionally, Pasteur's breakthrough let people know that bacteria can be suppressed and there is a way to fight it. Uh, Mr. A. English surgeon was the first to grasp the connection between wound infections on a surgery table and aerial bacteria, applying the use of a chemical disinfectant. Of a chemical disinfectant, the achievements of bacterial of the bacterial revolution saved millions of lives and remains the largest contribution to medicine in history. The death rate fell dramatically, and the public health became um, the public health movement became a wide success. However, before we conclude the segment. I want to touch on the fact that medicine isn't only limited to drugs. Sometimes all the, pres all the prescriptions in the world can't heal you. Sometimes what someone really needs is just love, hope, and a friend. Sometimes that's all someone really needs to heal. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, well, you know, I, I loved all of the history that you just gave us about medicine and that 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 in itself is a gift um is the is the context behind uh especially modern medicine like we we now we don't take for granted per se but we definitely um you know tend to forget that medicine wasn't as advanced for the majority of human history uh, and it's really only with the coming of the industrial revolution and um, scientific advances in the more recent centuries that we have all of these cures for these different physical ailments and I also definitely loved what you just said there uh, where um, it's not just about the physical aspect of things uh, and healing can definitely be, or medicine can definitely be, uh, emotional or um, 
uh, mental as well. And, you know, you talk about sometimes how it's not the actual medicine that's needed to heal and someone maybe just needs someone to talk to at times and uh, sometimes you need people to be there for you and maybe you need a book or baking cookies. And uh, Chelsea, I was wondering if you could tell me, you know, what are some of your favorite ways to cope with illnesses that are maybe outside of physical medicine? I love listening to music while, you know, just laying in bed with the light, with the lights dimmed and, you know, a few candles lit and a nice warm mug of tea by my bed. Um, you know, I actually think that helps me feel better both emotionally and physically more than anything else. Sometimes I like to go and play a bit of piano if I'm staying home from school. I, I really love playing the Moonlight Sonata or Beethoven's Second Movement Pathetique. Um, and I first learned those two back in fifth grade, and it's been six years, and I still have forgotten them. And I guess just sitting down on the piano bench from time to time and getting lost in uh, the music that you're playing can be more therapeutic than, than anything. And other times when I can't bring myself to get out of bed, I end up just plugging in my headphones and, and listening to my Spotify playlist. You know, I also love to draw. It can be anything like even just pencil in front of me and spending hours just shading each um, each surface to as close to perfection as I can achieve or writing my thoughts down in a journal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the arts is really, is really very, or in, indulging or engaging in the arts uh, or in music or in in writing, as you said, writing, art, music, drawing, painting, any of that sort of thing. Um, I think it's really a big part of healing or the healing process. Um, you know, there's a reason that, there, or there must be, uh, there must be a reason that humans find enjoyment in um, expression of oneself through the arts. Um, and I would say that part of it, part of the reason we are so attracted to the arts and to beauty um, is the healing aspect of it. Because as you said, music or listening to music, listening to your favorite playlist um, and art as well, drawing or playing the piano, uh, all of that is definitely a huge healing factor. And I think, um, I definitely do that as well. Um, healing for me is, um, I love to listen to my um, my Spotify playlist as well. And I love to go on YouTube and find new songs um, late, late at night when maybe I've gotten through a whole slew of homework or college applications. And I just sit there and listen to music or I play the violin as well and you mentioned you play the piano and I definitely find the instrumental expression to be very cathartic and I think it's definitely a part of my healing um, and I'm glad it's a part of yours as well Chelsea uh, you know with that it is time unfortunately to say farewell uh, you always give these brilliantly researched uh, segments, uh, Chelsea, and thank you so much for bringing all of your insight and your context, especially uh, to the world of medicine uh, for us. And we give our thanks, audience, to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Brigitte Gia, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, find your medicine within and around you, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine.